Hi, I'm Alex Rubit, and you're listening to Grace to Your World. If this is your first time joining me, this ministry is all about providing you with an understanding of the grace of God, which will empower you to change your world and to live the overcoming life. You see, God wants us to live in victory. Yet in order for us to do so, we must have an understanding of His unconditional love and His unmerited favor that has been made available to us through the finished works of Jesus Christ. And so I truly believe this is going to bless you today. Now to find out more about our ministry and to access other free resources, simply head to alexrubitministries.org. And with that being said, let's get into today's teaching. Practice the art of waiting for God. Now, what is the art of waiting for God? Uh, A lot of people uh, have perhaps heard the expression in Scripture. We're about to look at this here, uh, waiting on the Lord. Alex, I'm waiting on the Lord. Now, uh, that's something that we hear quite a bit. But what I want you to see, and I'm going to show you from Scripture today, um, Remember, when we're dealing with with the Bible, we're dealing with a translation. Amen. And so sometimes the translation uh, may be off in a certain place, and and other translations may be more accurate. And so what I want you to understand right from the outset is that this is not waiting. It's not waiting on the Lord. It is waiting for the Lord. Waiting for the Lord. Someone says, what's the difference? Well, there's a big difference, you see. Uh, Waiting on the Lord. uh, Oftentimes there's this religious interpretation that this waiting on the Lord is kind of like you waiting on God the way that a waiter uh, waits on a table in a restaurant, uh, the way that a server serves a table in a restaurant, you see. Uh, I want you to understand that, that technically speaking, that's not what that is. It, it literally means to wait for the Lord. You see, there's a difference if I'm waiting for God or if I'm waiting on God. You see, waiting on God is kind of this performance thing where I think I got to do uh, these things. Um, <laughs> thank you, Lord. Uh, you guys ever heard this thing uh, where people say, well, Alex, you know, the Bible says... God helps those who help themselves. <laughs> Anybody's ever heard that before? Well, friend, uh, you know, may I just tell you, uh, the Bible does not say that. That is not found anywhere in Scripture, you see, that God helps those who help themselves. In fact, that is, that is error. That's not true. The Bible doesn't say that. Uh, in fact, Benjamin Franklin uh, said that, you see. And so a lot of people think that's, that that's in Scripture, and, and so you think you got to do all these things in order to get God to work in your life, in order to get uh, God to show up in your life. Well, but, but that's not how it works, you see. No, friend, I want you to understand whoever you are right now, wherever you're watching this uh, from, I want you to understand God does not help those who help themselves. Praise God. God helps those who cannot help themselves. God helps those who are helpless. God helps those uh, who live in, in complete dependence on Him. God helps those, glory to God, who say, Lord, I need you. I need you to show up in my life. Those are the people whom God will help, you see. And so again, we want to shift away from this performance mentality into understanding that this Christian life is all about, as I'm going to show you today, resting in God, resting in the finished works of Jesus. And so that's what waiting 
for God is is all about. Uh, now, now when I say resting, I don't mean that we don't do anything. There's always someone who says, "Well, Alex, we still got to do stuff." I, I'm not saying we don't do anything. In fact, I want to give you the right from the outset the definition of of waiting for God. Uh, the definition of waiting for God is this: it is when we wait for God. Watch this, guys. Waiting for God is we seek His will, His guidance, and His direction before any human effort is applied. It is you seek the will of God. In other words, let me be very clear. Uh, an issue comes up in your life, an unexpected challenge, or uh, you're trying to see if it's the will of God for you to take this particular job or, or to move to a different location. Uh, and so you waiting for him is, is you, don't, you don't do anything until you get a word from God. You don't do anything until you get that word from God. And, and you always want to make sure that you get the word from God uh, uh, clearly. It reminds me of this guy who was praying one day. He's, he's praying and all of a sudden he hears God say, Africa. And then so this, he, he, goes, he goes ahead and says, oh, yes, Lord. So he packs up his stuff and, and he moves to Africa, uh, becomes a missionary in Africa. And, 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 and his stuff is just not working. Uh, he's, he's miserable over there. Uh, he's unhappy. Uh, he feels out of place. Uh, so one day he prays again and says, well, Lord, uh, I, I was praying and you said go to Africa. And now I'm here, Lord, and I'm, I'm just waiting for you to show me what I'm supposed to do here. And God says, well, son, I never told you to go to Africa. Oh, he said, but Lord, I heard Africa. Well, son, what I was going to say was pray for Africa. <laughs> I want you to pray for Africa, not move to Africa. <laughs> pray to God. You know, sometimes... It's good to get a word from the Lord. Uh, you say, but, 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 but praise God, you want to wait until that word uh, becomes a complete sentence. <laughs> you say, sometimes it's good uh, to wait until you get the complete sentence. <laughs> and, and, so, and so you waiting for God is you waiting to get that, that direction from Him. You waiting to get that guidance uh, from Him. And that's what we're going to talk about here uh, today. Now let's look at this here in Scripture. I want to show you this. Isaiah chapter 40, uh, verse, verse 29. I'm going to read this in the uh, King James, and then we're going to look at it in the Amplified. And it's really going to become very clear to you. Praise God. Everybody with me so far? All right, now, let's, let's go on this journey, guys. Let's, let's go on this journey together here this morning. Uh, Isaiah chapter 40, uh, verse 29 in the King James says this. He says, He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. So I want you to notice this right there, that God gives power to who? To the strong? No, that's not what he said. He gives power to the faint. Glory be to God. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. And so notice that's exactly the opposite from how things work in this in this world where the perception is that putting up effort and 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 and, and, and you know that's living in a in a state of self-effort that, that that produces strength well under this covenant of grace and in, in the kingdom of God things uh, are exactly the opposite and so God gives you power he gives you might he gives you strength he gives you ability not when you perform well 
but when you understand your dependence on Him. Everybody say, I need God. Say, I need God. If you're with someone, look at them and say, you need God. Uh, you can't do this on your own. No, no, you need Him. You need Him. I need Him. Uh, we all need Him. Praise God. Now look at verse 30. He says, even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fail. <laughs> the guys, may I point out to you, age has nothing to do with this. You may be listening to me, and you think because you're a certain age, uh, God can't give you supernatural strength. Age has nothing to do with this. God is not limited by the natural, remember? We're called to live in the supernatural, amen? Look at verse uh, 31. Verse 31, glory be to God, says, says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Praise God. Now, the scripture here says, But they that wait upon the Lord. You see, that's where that expression comes from. Uh, I'm waiting on the Lord. It's like I'm serving Him. I'm waiting on Him. Uh, but I, I submit to you, that that is an incorrect translation because the context makes it clear that this is not a serving him but this is a trusting in him in other words he said uh, those that have no might uh, he increases their strength and so this is a trusting him depending on him in all things look at this in the amplified the amplified makes this very uh, clear uh, let's look only at uh, verse uh, 31, just for time's sake, uh, verse 31 in the Amplified. Uh, Isaiah 40, 31 Amplified says, he says, but those who wait for the Lord. You see the difference? Those who wait for the Lord, not those who are waiting on the Lord, as in serving him the way a server uh, serves uh, tables in a restaurant. No, but those who wait for him, those who wait for him, he says, but those who wait for the Lord, now look how he defines it. He says, who expect, who look for, and who hope in him. Expect, look for, hope in him. It's the definition of waiting for the, for the Lord. He says, they shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God. There's that intimate relationship an intimate relationship, close to God. He says, as eagles mount up to the sun, praise God. He says, they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint or become tired. And so supernatural strength is given to you as you live a life of waiting for God, as you live a life of complete dependence upon God. I want you to understand God is looking to do some supernatural things in your life. That's breakthroughs, uh, perhaps things you've been uh, struggling with for a long time. Glory to God. I believe God uh, wants you to see some breakthroughs in those areas, and He wants you to see them not a year from now, uh, not even six months from now. Praise God. He wants to do some things in your life right now. You see, He's a right now God. Uh, and see, and how do you how do you step into those breakthroughs? It is it is you uh, stepping back from self effort and performance, and you saying, "Lord, I need you. Lord, I'm going to wait for you. Show me what you want me to do in this situation." You see, those who wait for the Lord, he says, it's the people who expect, who look for, and, and, and who hope in him. And so in other words, uh, thank you, Lord. You know, oftentimes there's this thing that the world uh, does, and, and guys, I've even heard Christians use this expression, 
someone struggling with something, something's going on, and 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 what they'll say is something to the effect is is well, Alex, uh, uh, all we can do is pray. Uh, all we can do is pray. I tried everything else, and now all I can do is pray. Uh, and so it's like it's like prayer is like the last resort. It's like you know, once you've exhausted all of the other options, well, okay, well now let's try God. You see, that that's all wrong, guys. That's all upside down. Uh, you know, that's just that's not how it's supposed to work. And so. When you live a life of waiting for God, you are turning to God first. You're turning to God first. An issue comes up uh, rather than falling apart like a $2 suitcase, uh, rather than you uh, calling up all of your friends, oh, uh, you won't believe what happened. You posting it all over social media, uh, how bad it is, and you listening to all the so-called experts on on, on, on the TV, uh, rather than you doing that, you waiting for God means that your first response is, okay, Lord, this may have been a surprise to me, but it's not a surprise to you. Lord, how do you want me to respond in this situation? Lord, how do you want me to handle this? Lord, what do you want me to do? That's waiting for God. Waiting for God is seeking his will, his guidance, and his direction before any human effort is applied. Now, I know there's some people watching this and, and, and you're saying, well, well but, but, but Alex, we, we got to do something. We got to do something. You know, we, we got this performance-based mentality where it's all about, I got to do, 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 do. Uh, what am I going to do? I got to do, I got to do. I just got to do something. Well, hold on. We're not saying you're not going to do anything, but can you see, glory to God, can you see that your doing will be a lot more powerful when you're doing what God is telling you to do, rather than you doing what you think you ought to do? And so there's tremendous power that comes when we wait for the Lord, and and, and when we wait for Him, Look at this verse again. He says, we expect, we look for, we hope in him. And so you have expectancy. In other words, you don't turn to him wondering whether or not you're going to hear from him. No, when, when you turn to him, remember, you're, you're walking in an intimate relationship with him. Amen. And so you turn to him expecting to hear his voice, expecting to get direction. He says here, you look for him. Uh, you look for him. You have an expectation that he's going to show up in your life. You have an expectation uh, that God is going to show up in this situation. Uh, there's some people, uh, you're, 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 you're praying for your kids. You're, you're, you're worried about your kids. Your kids have been off course. Uh, but you see, when you're, when you're waiting uh, for God, rather than you uh, trying to deal with your kids and your own uh, human uh, wisdom or effort, no, uh, you trust God and you have an expectation that God is going to show up in the life of your kids. You have an expectation that he's going to do what you can't do. You have an expectation that you can stand boldly on the scripture that says, uh, great shall be the peace of our children, you see. And so you have an expectation that God is going to show up and he's going to be true to his word. And he says, you hope in him. And I want you to understand, guys, that the biblical definition of hope is earnest expectation. Biblical hope is not this wishy-washy thing. <laughs> uh, you know, there's, there's, there's like, same thing with faith. The world doesn't understand faith. There's this, this song I heard uh, playing on the radio. Uh, I don't know who, the, who sings the song or if anyone's heard that. It's, it's like this lady uh, singing about um, faith and, 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 and how 
uh, I think it's, it's like it goes like like faith in vain and, and everything's lost and I'm just going down and, and, and everything's so bad it's faith in vain you know? uh, guys there's no such thing as faith in vain <laughs> I want you to understand that you see faith is a spiritual law that's always operating saying faith in vain is the same as saying gravity in vain well that doesn't make any sense faith is a law and so when a person is all hopeless and in despair well, that's not faith in vain. That's just unbelief. That's no faith at all, you see. And so faith is confidence that you already have what, you, what, you, what you're believing God for. Faith is you looking at the Word and believing what the Word says about you, you see. And so in the same way, hope is not this wishy-washy thing. Well, I hope God's going to show up, but I'm not sure. No, hope is earnest expectation. Hope is earnest expectation that I believe I know that God is going to show up in this situation and so that's your your position when you're when you're waiting for God you expect him to show up you look for him to show up you have an um, earnest expectation for him to show up whether it's giving you guidance direction or in some other kind of way you see and I want you to know that's what I'm doing in, in my own life. That's what I'm doing with this ministry. Uh, we're working on some new things uh, with regards to the ministry, and I'm, I'm actually going to announce one of those things at the end of this video. Uh, but, but you see, one thing the Lord has laid on my heart for this ministry is I don't want this to be a ministry uh, that's built by human effort or self-effort. And so uh, we don't do anything in this ministry until we get a word from the Lord. And so in other words, uh, Lord, what do you want me to preach on? Uh, and I'll wait to hear from him. Uh, Lord, uh, do you want me to post this devotional today? Uh, and I'll wait to hear from him. Lord, uh, do you want us to, to do a podcast? You see, uh, Lord, what do you want us to call the ministry? Uh, it's been a big thing for me this past year, uh, seeking God about what to call the ministry and, and, and just seeking his will and direction and everything. Lord, where do you want us to start? Uh, you see, you seek him in everything. And I submit to you guys that most people are not doing that. Even believers, even ministers, oftentimes we can fall into self-effort, trying to do things in our own wisdom. What I'm here to share with you today, guys, is God wants us to live a life of depending on Him, and He wants us to live a life where we are looking to Him for guidance and direction uh, in all things. Look at uh, Psalms 37, verse 7. Let's study this some more. Psalms uh, 37 verse 7 and guys uh, the way things look right now I will definitely need next week as well to preach on this uh, praise God uh, so we'll take our time and and really dig into this amen I believe it's gonna bless you and and again that's what what that's what this intimate relationship is all about you 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 walk with him this in this intimate fellowship and now you're trusting on the Holy Spirit to help you to do what you can't do in your own strength. And now you're, you're seeking His will and His direction in all things. You practice the art of waiting for God. Look at uh, Psalms 37, verse 7. Uh, it's very powerful. He says in verse 7, he says, Rest in the Lord. Stop right there. May I remind you, your life as a believer is a life of resting in the Lord. Look what he says, and wait patiently for him, 
Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. He's saying, don't get distracted with, with the stuff you're seeing in the world. No, you focus on your God. And he says, you rest in the Lord. You wait patiently for him. Look at this in the Amplified. Psalms 37, 7 Amplified says, Be still and rest in the Lord. And so our definition of resting here, guys, is not that resting in the finished works of Jesus is not inactivity. No, resting in the Lord is this. It is you understanding that as a result of you being in Christ, what did Jesus say on the cross? He said, it is finished. And so you being in Christ is you resting in your confidence that because of what Jesus has done on the cross, the solution to the issue is already available. And so we enter into his rest when we understand no matter what's going on, God is not... Uh, I want you to understand no matter where you find yourself, the issues that are going on in your life, um, God's not trying to figure out how he's going to get you out of that issue. <laughs> when you got that diagnosis, uh, God's not trying to figure out how he's going to heal you. Uh, God's not trying to come up with a way to supply your needs. Are you, are you catching what I'm saying? What I'm saying is, is the solution is already available. When Jesus got on the cross 2,000 years ago, praise God, this is why we take communion in all of our weekend uh, services, because we want to remember that when Jesus got on the cross 2,000 years ago, uh, praise God, uh, the solution was made available. Uh, the healing was uh, already provided. The deliverance was already provided, you see. And so when you can begin to believe that, what happens is there's a rest that comes. Uh, there's a peace uh, that comes. And so he says, be still and rest in the Lord. And now you resting in him is you believing what I need is available. I believe what I need is available. So I rest in that and watch what he says. He says, now wait for him. You see, not wait on him, but wait for him. And he says, and patiently lean yourself upon him. Fret not yourself because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked devices to pass. And so you rest in what Jesus has already done. And so you resting in what Jesus has already done uh, from that place, you wait for him, you expect him to show up, you patiently lean yourself upon him. Now, the biblical definition of patience, guys, is... Uh, Patience is not putting up with stuff. Uh, that's not what patience is. Patience is consistent faith. Patience is simply faith that lasts for a long time. In other words, uh, there's something you're believing God for. Uh, you're meditating that promise in Scripture. You're standing on that word. You're confessing that word over your life. You haven't seen it happen yet. Patience now is your faith remains on the field. Your confession remains the same. There's stuff I'm believing God for. I haven't seen it yet. And, and the Lord had to remind me of this the other day is, well, well, well that's what patience is. Patience is uh, you just keep believing. You see, patience is consistent, enduring faith. It is faith that lasts for a long time. 
Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. To learn more about our ministry and to access the full-length audios of this and other teachings, simply head to alexrubitministries.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, go to alexrubitministries.org forward slash give. Now I pray you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. And I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.